It's episode four of Thoughts from the Nosebleeds. Today we'll be talking about some of the proposed changes for the new NFL CBA, all the changes going on with that. Also, a potential three-team trade between the Reds and some other teams in the MLB. Also, taking a look at college basketball action from this past week, looking at all of that, and looking ahead to basketball in the SEC this weekend. Also, looking in-depth at the Kentucky game against Florida on Saturday. And then, as always, we'll do our SEC picks, our XFL picks, and then we'll do Braden's triple play of the weekend. So, without further ado, let's do this! Welcome in everybody to episode four of Thoughts from the Nosebleeds. It is Friday, February the 21st. Zach Everson joined, as always, by Brayden Ramsey. Brayden, how's it going? It's going pretty well, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, like I said at the top of the show, plenty of get-to today on the podcast. Um, but the first thing we're going to look at is, just came out yesterday, pretty big news uh, for the NFL offseason. And in that they, it looks like, in part, that they have uh, negotiated a new CBA, uh, collective bargaining agreement, between the uh, NFL Players Association and the league. So in that, there were a couple of little nuggets that I think everybody was interested in. Um, The first one is that it would introduce um, two more teams into the NFL postseason, expanding from 12 to 14. Um, The other one, with that, you know, the number one team will get a bye, um, also with that, we're looking at uh, players potentially. The one I found interesting was that it saves the league a spot in later deciding if they want to expand to 17 games. What did you think about that? Well, I wasn't really a fan of the more playoff teams. I think it's fine the way it is. I don't think it's broken at all. And I know some people that are like, you know, they're like, oh, people arguing against it. They're still going to watch. Okay, yeah, we're still going to watch because it's the yeah, NFL. It's the best football on the planet. But that doesn't mean that a playoff appearance hasn't been diluted or even that that was necessary. It's just rewarding mediocrity more in my eyes. That's what I thought, especially when I saw all the uh, Cowboy fans being like, guys, we can finally make the playoffs again if we do this. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was like, and then I saw somebody, and this was actually kind of an interesting point. Somebody had brought up the point you did about if – Anything, it's just rewarding uh, mediocrity with like you know an eight and eight team getting into the playoffs. Because I think I heard this morning that you know if they had put this in place for this postseason, like the Steelers would have gotten into the to the um, the playoffs. And someone was like, you know, like you said, well that's ridiculous. Eight and eight teams shouldn't be making the playoffs. And somebody said, yeah, but imagine if they would you know were to make a run to the Super Bowl off of that, you know. The guy had said previously, like, you know, yeah, if there's an 8-8 eight and eight team in the Super Bowl, yeah, then they'll figure out why the ratings are so low for that, in that Super Bowl. And somebody's like, yeah, but if you have an 8-8 eight eight team that makes a run of the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure your view, your your, uh, your views are going to be pretty high on that one. Go ahead. I think the views might be high for it, but like I said, I mean, not every team. First off, I don't think anybody, even Steelers fans, would have wanted to see that team play God, the man, Chiefs in the playoffs this year. <laughs> I say, you know, getting into the little uh, the football, you know, rivalry here between us because Ravens fan right here, and, and the then Steelers you know, uh, fan over here. Yeah, you know, I don't know how you went so wrong. But oh God, I, it's because it, it, Ben Roethlisberger is finally starting. You know what? We'll save that conversation <laughs> for another day. And anyway. I'm just gonna fall into the rabbit hole. But yeah, like personally as a fan, it would have been fun if they made it to the playoffs this year. But in that format, if that team losing to the Ravens, as depleted as the Ravens were that last weekend, if we had made it in the playoffs, that would have been ridiculous. And we would have gotten slaughtered the first game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And even I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, so the Titans, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, the Titans played a great game. They were the team that I did not want Baltimore to play in the playoffs, as you know, obviously. <laughs> as we the listeners <laughs> here do not know. Uh, yeah, I really didn't want that. But yeah. for every Titans team, there's – Five or six years of six seeds getting trounced. Yeah, and it even is. five seeds. Like, like there's, I'd say you could theoretically make an argument where there shouldn't even be six teams in there. Which I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, I think yeah. six is the perfect number. I would. I would agree with that per conference, obviously. And I know people raised a fuss, especially when somebody saw that it was 14 teams possibly coming into the fold. And they were like, well, that, you know, again, medi- uh, rewarding mediocrity. That means half the teams make it into the playoffs. You know, that's ridiculous. And somebody's like, it was already at 12. <laughs> we're adding two more. But like I mentioned, though, 
With that, though, that means the number one seeds get a buy. The number one seed would mean a lot more. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and there's that argument. I think you could be had too about it. Do, do you think that teams would see it that way and incentivize it as guys? It means a lot more now to get this thing. Here's my thing: if they want to add that extra game, they say they're going to take away a preseason game. If only the number one seed is going to mean that much. Some of these guys that are resting the last week, they're going to play another game anyway. And then if yeah. you got a 17th, that's two more games. And if somebody doesn't end up with the two seed, they got to play an extra playoff game. Yep. And you're actually tacking so many more games onto these guys' bodies because they're not playing in the preseason games anyway. Exactly. So it's not removing a preseason game isn't helping them it's in the any manner. It's helping the owners just make more money. It is, yeah. And, and, and like I also said, you know, it, it, this would offer owners the option to expand to a 17-game season, which, let's talk about it, I think is absurd, like we just mentioned here. 16 people, like we said, we're football fans. We would love to watch it and everything. But for those guys, human beings, that's a lot to put yourself through in in a season, all for what, you know, more money? I, I, I don't see it. And how do you figure out the schedule even? There's 17 games, so... Who hosts eight eight home games? Who has nine? Yeah. Who obviously going on the road nine times there. How do you add that extra team? Where are you finding that from? Because right now you have six divisional games. You know, each team in your division twice, home yep. and away. You have the division, the people who finish in the same spot as you in the division. Right. Uh, across your conference, mm-hmm. you have a division in another conference, and then you have another division within your own conference there. I don't know if all that translated, but you have have, your division, another AFC division, an NFC division, yeah, and then in the whatever league you're in. You rotate the NFC for the AFC and then, you know, vice versa for the NFC. For the other two conferences that you just finish in the same spot in the standings. Where are you finding that 17th team? Where is that going to make any sense at? Like, I don't don't know how you organize that. Yeah, and and I, yeah, again, I don't see it. They, I was reading the article from NFL.com and they talked about that Really, the only player this year, or one of the only players that did it, Emmanuel Sanders, because he got traded midseason for the uh, 49ers, he played 17 yeah, games. Yeah, he didn't have a bye. No, he didn't have a bye, so he played the 17 He games. got a bye in the playoffs because the 49ers were right. the one seed. But but regular season-wise, he didn't get that break. And so he talked about how hard it was in season. and be like, you know, man, guys, I mean, they, we're getting worn down out here. Oh, yeah, and especially he went from a non-contending team to a contending one. So, you know, some yeah. people are making that argument, oh, he's got to be just feeling better because of that. Like, okay, yeah, no. maybe mentally, but physically, no. football takes a toll. I think anybody that's played at any level, like, I mean, the NFL is going to take a bigger toll on you than high school game is, obviously. But Yeah, I, this is going to be interesting. Of course, the owners have voted on this. This this hasn't gone to the, the NFLPA yet. Yeah, the owners approved it. It was not unanimous, which I think is a big thing there. I think... The owners recognize some of these things. Who do you think were some of the owners that, like, if we had to guess, like, if you if you had to guess, just not a certain number, but like one owner who you think probably didn't vote for this, who, who would it be? If I had to pick one that I think, yeah. I think I'd go with uh, the Forty ers owner, Jed York. Okay, because obviously we've seen Sherman be such an advocate, yeah, against that short, sort of thing. Uh, and even with the big revenue increase, you know, one of the things and talked about said with that extra game and stuff, the percent of revenue the players would get would go from forty seven percent to forty eight and a half percent, which yeah. people projected like five there's supposed to be like a five billion dollar thing. Five billion, there, yeah. Which obviously the players aren't gonna complain about getting more of that. No. But is it worth the risk for so long exactly. after your career is the thing? And I think a lot of players don't want that 17th game. You've seen that on shows on ESPN, on Fox, yeah. on a bunch of networks where they're like, that 17th game, man, that's a lot. That's just, it's so much. It's a lot to put your body through. Yeah, it'd be one thing if you were actually, like, they really are just adding a game. They're not actually, like, moving a game from one spot to the other. It's That'd not like different. it's the same amount. But they're, those players aren't playing the fourth preseason game anyway. Yeah. Like I said. Now, and I, I don't think this was highlighted in that CBA talking about that 17th game, but it's been talked about before. If they were to do that, what if you introduced a double buy, or I say double buy, two buy weeks in the same in season? The, in the same season. I could see that working out a little bit more in terms of like rest, but I mean, still, you're, you're still talking about an extra game. I mean, rest is rest, and I get that. You know, it would help a little bit, but it's, I, I think it's still more than anything the, the mental aspect of it is. 
okay, we have to play another game, either home or away, in this season. And I think you mentioned it earlier. You say, like, are they moving up the schedule if they add that 17th to leave them room? What's I have the no idea. You so, have to knock off a so preseason you're either, game to start, start earlier, Yeah, so you're right? either starting a week earlier in September, potentially the end of August, depending on how the calendar works out. Yeah. Which usually college football starts the week before and has that primetime slot on the Sunday, the week uh-huh. before week one. And then if you keep adding all these extra things, you're going even deeper into February. Mm-hmm. These teams in the north, if they want to host a Super Bowl, you're going to go deep into February crap, somewhere. Yeah. Like Obviously, Minnesota's got a dome now, and I I mean, Lambeau's probably not going to host a Super Bowl anytime soon, <laughs> although it would be really cool if it did. That would be but cool. like, if they go back to New York, like there's going to be a foot of snow that, out they there. They could never go back to New York. Yeah, they're never, all the northern teams that would want to host a Super Bowl or potentially be able to, you would knock them right Couldn't out of the race. And I'm sure you all these people and all the network people love traveling to Miami and, you know, Arizona, uh-huh. potentially Dallas, like even, I guess, Houston. I don't know. I feel like Dallas would be a better yeah, spot than better. Houston. Yeah, I agree. Um, but obviously, like, you know, they're like, oh, cool. But I feel like you're robbing some of the fans from the north. Like, it's a, so much more expensive to travel down south to go to one of those things than if people in New York who might not ever have the chance to attend a Super Bowl – Mm-hmm. Or don't have the opportunity, like the, if they never host one at MetLife. I I think the biggest thing is what you said about encroaching on other sports, especially college football, with that week because it's got, you've got the nice balance. I feel like now, you've got that first week of college football. Boom, September's here. NFL. You know? It's kind of like batting practice. Like you said, it's like That's week it's week zero. Like okay, like not that there's college football game. Not that there's not college football games that don't matter. I should say that week. I mean, let's be honest. Those two, those first two weeks, really, of college football, for a diehard fan, they love it. I, not even. No, I don't want to say anything less than a diehard, like you know, casual. I'm not saying that, but like someone who loves college football but is not a diehard. Those are brutal games to watch. It depends on who the teams are playing. If they're playing another FBS team that's legit, it's one thing. Yeah, I don't think. Duke fans want to see Alabama play Duke that week. They know the result. Oh USC goodness. playing someone like the Citadel. Nobody wants to see that. No. Like, and even bringing FCS, more FCS teams into the fold. Yeah. That's just, it's like I said, I feel like batting practice was a solid analogy there on my end, actually. I like that. Yeah, that was good. And point. then, you know, you have <laughs> the NFL starting that Thursday, and then you really just get into the swing of everything. You know, yep. your whole weekend's consumed with football, and most of the time after that initial week, and even the initial week of the NFL, because players still have a little rust from sitting out the preseason, which they're going to continue to do. Yeah, they should get rid of the preseason, right? Do you think so? Or do you think you just have, like, more, like, train not training camps, but, like, more, like, team practices leading up to it? I don't know. I kind of like the dual practices they have. Like, you know, they'll have practices together before preseason games. Yeah. Just have something like that in the stadiums, I guess, where players, I don't want to say they don't have to, like, go as hard. But right, you, you get what I mean. Yeah, because I mean, so how many preseason injuries have we seen? I mean, that's not to say that that wouldn't happen in the first game of the season. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I think it's more devastating because it's the preseason. It's not a game that counted or anything, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's why you see so few stars play because people don't want to risk them getting hurt in a game that doesn't mean anything. Exactly, and you, your analogy was a great transition. Batting practice onto the MLB now. Um, that was solid, Braden. Um, Every now and again, I pull one out. <laughs> Uh, In the MLB, you brought this up earlier talking about things for the show today. And three-team trade, maybe on the horizon? You saw something online. What was it? I saw it that there was a rumored thing. I saw this on The Athletic. There was a rumored three-team deal going on between the Reds, the Padres, and the Red Sox. And that the Padres were interested in Nick Senzel. I didn't read a whole lot. Of that article, to be honest with you. I saw that there were just general talks. I know that the Padres are trying to acquire what the article termed high-level talent uh-huh. and potentially ship Will Myers to Boston. Okay. So try and shed some salary there and have Boston pay off most of that contract, or the majority, not hmm. like most of it, but the majority. Somehow the Padres end up with Senzel there. And I just, like I said, I just kind of wanted to talk about it because, like, I don't think the Reds necessarily need to do anything else this offseason. I don't think they I don't think they need to. Right. I, I would agree. Like if they acquire an everyday shortstop and have Freddie Galvis play that super utility role off the bench, I think that would be the last piece. But I certainly don't think they need to be making a trade just to make a trade. And I don't see unless Boston shipping Xander Bogarts here. Which, which I would be shocked. Yeah, that that would be a shock. And then at that point I think you're like, okay, you know, then that's different. Like that's the only scenario I could see that working. 
Yeah. At least as a fan, that's the only thing that I would want. And, and on that, I saw that somebody within the organization talking to a reporter was like, it's a long shot if Senzel actually was uh, traded. So I think at this point, more than anything, it's just them kind of um, throwing that really shiny fishing lure out to the ocean and seeing if they attract anything. I mean, I don't think you're going to get any serious takers on that, um, especially in the three-team trade, but, uh, you know, crazier things have happened. Imagine if Boston made that trade and paid off, I think what it was rumored was $31 million of the 61 Will Myers oh, is used. You're going to pay 31 to trade for Will Myers when <laughs> yeah. the whole reason you traded Mookie Betts was to avoid paying him 28 Exactly, yeah. How? Wow, that would not go over well with the Red Sox fans. I would be pissed. Well, I mean, Red Sox fans as it is are kind of having a hard... <laughs> go at go of it as it is with the impending um, punishment from MLB. Yeah. Although that probably won't be more the team as it is um, the manager. So yeah, we'll see what happens there, and we'll have a discussion on that whenever that breaks. But like, man, if they they ship out Bogarts and they pay twenty, they pay thirty one million for Will Myers to come to Boston. I know they'd be getting some prospects from the Padres as well yeah. in that, but. Man, that would piss me off a lot. <laughs> Potentially the second best player in baseball right now for Will Myers, who I don't think is a bad player. Don't get me wrong. And like Will Myers no. has some prospects, but he's certainly not Mookie Betts. No, he's not. Um, anything else you have on the trade? Because like you said right now, it's just a rumor. I, th- I mean, I don't know how much more you can really dive into it. I just want to kind of yeah. bring it up and let people know it might. You know, there's discussion going on. Um, like I said, I don't think the Reds necessarily need to do anything. And I really don't want Nick Senzel to be shit. I saw that C. Trent <laughs> uh, Rosecrans for The Athletic, yeah. uh, great writer, props to him. Um, I saw something on Twitter about Senzel saying he really he wants to be like a Red for life, which yeah, obviously he he's to... early on in his career, so like hopefully that'd be a very long career, but I he, has, he certainly doesn't want to be shipped out. And, yeah, we might have uh, little, you know, too many outfielders right now, but Senzel, I think, can play a <laughs> bunch of different positions too. And he's versatile, so. Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep everything up to date on that. I, personally, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think anything will happen with it either. Like I said, I'd be shocked. But, you know, something something just to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Okay, so on to what I think is the, the, the main point of the show today, or and usually is, college basketball. College basketball. So What a sport. Where, what a sport. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start by reviewing our picks or talking about the absolute train wreck that was Duke basketball? Let, uh, as much as I'd love to start with Duke, I think that'll be fun to end with. I think we need to get do that. Uh, arguably our picks were worse than Duke was in that game, so we need to get that out of the way now. Whew. It was, yeah. Rough start on the picks for us. You know, you. I really thought I was going to come you know, mop the floor with you here in this picking, but I'm really playing down to your level right now. I think, whoa, what's that supposed to mean, <laughs> playing down to my level? You, the door's right over there, my friend. You hey, can get out. I got to take the lead here soon. Oh, man. You know what? I thought I was going to start off great with my XFL, XFL picks. You I did start off with the was... XFL. I will give you props there. The XFL, I'm not even sure. I feel like that's just a crapshoot at this point. Hey. I feel like I'm really crapping on you hard here. I, I didn't mean to. I was just trying to be a little funny with the, uh, you know, playing down hey, your level thing. Hey, the no XFL, take, you're knocking no, me out, though. No takesies, backsies. You have that's to fair. That's li- fair. You have to live with That's it, fine. All right? all right. Well, then I better start stepping up. All right. So looking back this weekend, if we talked about this before the show, we both went three and four in our picks. And so let me pull up <laughs> looking about the action from this past weekend. Um, so on Tuesday night, where a bulk of the games were played, um, we both had Tennessee. And we, I might mention, Tennessee didn't only won by four at home against Vandy. There was a point in the second half where Vandy was up three with like 11 minutes to go. And I almost text you and it's like, Braden, oh my goodness, we are going to get this so wrong. Uh, props to Vandy. They, don't, they keep fighting. I, I applaud them. You know, they've had the injury bug really yeah. bad the past year, especially with their main guys. But And let's be honest, the mess that was left to Stackhouse, Oof. I mean... Major props to Stackhouse. He is gonna. He has done a phenomenal job this year with what he has, and like you said, the injury bug and everything else. I think he's gonna do very good there. I know coaches don't laud moral victories, but I, I think I think this Vanderbilt is Vandy. having a lot of them. Really, like you said, you lose your <laughs> star players at this point. You're really fighting people tough. I mean, yeah, the Kentucky first half, obviously, both games they were leading at halftime. Exactly. Just, there's a lot there. I think there's potential. There's potential there, really, to build for next season. I, I definitely think so. Okay, so we, we both had that one right because Tennessee won. Yeah. Um, the next game was Arkansas and Florida, uh, if I believe right. Let me pull up my notes. That was yes, one was, of 
Still on the Muscleman train. You're riding the Muscleman train, and it's running you into the ground. And I, you know, I can't, <laughs> not that I can talk much because Auburn, I'm right there on Auburn with you. We'll, we'll get, get to, to the Tigers in a second. In a second yeah. But, <laughs> but Muscleman, they didn't have, they didn't have a good outing. They got beat by Florida. Kentucky's next they lost opponent. lost eight of their last ten, Arkansas. Is it really eight of the last ten? I, my counting, I did it earlier, so I'll have to double check it. But Yeah, but that's, oh gosh, that's bad. Because coming to Kentucky, they only lost, what, two games? Yeah. And then, so... <laughs> Eight of their last ten, and then they've lost their last five in that oh stretch. One, they lost by three against Auburn, four at Mizzou, one versus Mississippi State, and then lost to Tennessee by double digits, and then Florida by double digits last Yeah, night. so they kept it close for a couple games, and then just started getting blown out. Is it fair to say that Calipari getting ejected has destroyed Arkansas basketball? <laughs> <laughs> for the season, it may have. <laughs> that Dang. was... That, that's a brutal stretch for uh, the Razorbacks. But, yeah, so I lost that one. You had that one, though, because you had Florida uh, winning that game. Next one, uh, Ole Miss and Mizzou. How about the Tigers? The, I mean, the, Ole Miss is not a huge win, you know? No. But they've, they've been rolling. They're rolling, though. Like I, said, mean, I think Kentucky, obviously, you know, I figured that would be more of a road bump than, like, a full stop sign for them. But yeah. I really, I really expected Ole Miss to win that game. I, like I said, it was another close one. It's on the road. Hard to go on the road two games in a row. Yeah, we both but had we both had Ole Miss in that game. We lose. I that figured one. Missouri after the Auburn game would have a letdown, and that's yeah. what you said. Yeah. So yeah, we both had that one wrong. Uh, the next game was Kentucky and LSU. You, I, I kind of wanted to give you a moral victory on this one, but as we said, there are no, no moral victories. victories. Because you said you'd like to see Kentucky win, but you had a feeling LSU might get it done. They almost did, though, down the stretch. Kentucky yeah, without Ashton Higgins. got a lot Higgins. closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Higgins ducking out with that injury. I don't want to say ducking out. I guess that was the wrong term no, no, there. No, but yeah, I know what you're he, saying. Though. He was on the bench with that injury. But 7 of 7 from 3 to start the second half from the Cats. Like I said, if there was one I was glad to be wrong on, that was it. Yeah. But, so you had LSU on that one, you lose. And I do lose. I had Kentucky because I am a true believer, and because as I much write. as I want to be a true believer, I'm trying. You know, I gotta, I just, I gotta go with, gotta go with the gut. And like, I figure Kentucky can't win all of these road games. That's fair enough. I, I'll, I'll, I can't blame you on that one. Okay, so uh, on Wednesday we had three more SEC games: A uh, and M and Alabama. We both had Bama because I mean, let's be honest. After the LSU game, I mean, we were feeling the Nate Oats train and they got they actually had the letdown not missouri they, oh boy right. they get beat by a&m uh 74 68 um i didn't see that one coming i really thought bamba was going to be able to i mean look buzz williams good coach in a&m and i didn't expect his first season to be great and it hasn't been great but i didn't expect him to go beat bamba like you know go beat bamba i didn't i didn't see that coming yeah i didn't either um next game south carolina mississippi state Mississippi State, another close win. And I think we talked about that. We said we, we really didn't have a good feeling leading either way, but we said Mississippi State is the right. home team we thought would pull it out. And in agreement there, we ended up being right. Mississippi State by one possession, 79-76. Oh, we'll take that one. But the main game. Probably the team we've spent the least time discussing on this podcast so Two far. Two weeks in a row, we have just breezed by these matchups. With oh, Auburn gosh. And just said, well, it's going to be the Tigers. And we've been wrong both times. It's... Oh my goodness, what a letdown that has to be for Auburn fans. You lose to Georgia on the road. We talked about this yesterday at breakfast, or this morning at breakfast, I should say. Um, Auburn, I get it. They didn't have their best player. That doesn't excuse you from losing to Georgia on the road. After losing to Missouri on the road. You can't lose. You can't lose to Tom Crean at Georgia when you're Auburn. Even if one of them... Even if they had lost one of them, I may have forgiven it. That's you fair. certainly can't lose both of them. Back to back like that. Now, no, look, not at all. And you lost both by double digits. That's, I think more than anything, if they had lost on buzzer beaters like Kentucky lost to South Carolina on a buzzer beater, fine. It's a buzzer beater. You didn't play a great oh, yeah. game. Stuff happens. It, stuff happens. It's college basketball. But to get beat on the road back to back games and by double digits like that, you, that's inexcusable almost. And I think something key to mention, it was their first uh, stretch of back-to-back road games since the middle of January at Alabama Ooh. and at Florida, and they lost both of those games too. So their f- SEC loss, they're 4-4 four and four on the road for the season. Oh, my heavens. I didn't know they were 4-4. Four and four. They're 4-4 four and four on the road. And all of their losses have come when they've played back-to-back road games. And 
I don't know if you know this, but SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, they're not going to be playing in Auburn. They don't. They don't. No, play at they Auburn? don't play at Auburn. You who? Oh. Wow, who'd have thought? I would have never thought. You know that. the massive home court advantage <laughs> that Auburn has. I mean, I mean, but they do though. They play so well at home. But I mean, you look at the SEC tournament last year. They win it. Of course, they had you know different players with that team. And they, like I said, they were missing their best player in what these last two games. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what to make of Auburn because at home they look like world beaters. They go and they like beat say, LSU. Massive home court advantage makes blue blood, bloods turn into bedwetters. I shouldn't even give that article the time of day, but. <laughs> Oh, you're still it, mad about that article? I forgot about that. What a joke of an article! That <laughs> I'm not going to do some name calling. Out here, you that talk guy about needs plus to be ashamed minus? of himself. You want to talk about plus I mean, minus from that not, article? Not today. <laughs> not today. But man, just like I don't know, I don't know what to make of him either. I it, it's interesting. I did not know that in the games they had lost on the they were back to backs. Yeah, I didn't know back to backs. That's interesting. So that's I feel like that's something we got to keep an eye on as the tournament SEC. And SEC comes, or SEC and SEC, <laughs> SEC and NCAA come around. How that's going to work? Because you know they might go and win the SEC tournament, or they might get bounced in their first game. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what you can really do with it right now. You put, you're not going to play any home games when the time, real time to win comes. And they have two yeah. more road games this season. They're at UK next Saturday, is, and they're is that at next Tennessee. Saturday? 29th, yeah. Happy leap year. Uh, uh, whoa, I didn't even know it was leap year. Okay. Yeah, there you go, February 29th. And then at Tennessee, March 7th. So the last two Saturdays, they are away from the home court. It'll be so interesting to see. That's almost like, I mean, if the patterns continue, that's two more losses then, right? Is it a back-to-back? They're not back-to-back, Okay, no. never mind. So, but you, you, I really feel like Kentucky's going to win the game. We'll get into that next week, but yeah. that's my feeling right now. <laughs> Although, Kentucky's struggling at Rupp. You want to talk about I, the struggling Rupp? They go. Tw- we talked about the three point percentages in and at Rupp. Pardon yeah. me on on the last episode. They went out like I said. You know they started bad in yeah. Baton Rouge, two of ten in the first half, seven of seven to and open Ashton the second Hagen's half. Hitting a three Ashton Hagen's fir- hit one. He had two, didn't he? Yeah, he hit the he one the at the end the of the first, first half. Yeah, yeah doesn't say he hit one at the end of the first half that put them up by a point going into mm-hmm. the break. And I was just like, seven of seven. I don't. And how about Nate Sestina? I Props mean, to Nate Sestina for finally getting his thousandth point. I've really been rooting <laughs> for that for a while. Braden, if if you all don't know, is the associate sports editor for the Kentucky Colonel. Yeah, I might have paper. mentioned it on here before. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe once or twice. Um, but you have been complaining and complaining the last couple games. You're like, I need something to write about. Why is Nate Sestina not gotten his thousandth point yet? I, I this is sitting in my drafts, and so I am on the bus heading back to my dorm on. On Tuesday, and I see that he finally got it, and that the colonel sent the tweet, and I, <laughs> I tweeted you. I was like, "You've been saving this one for a while, haven't yeah. you, Brayden?" I think complaining may have been the wrong word. I was a little frustrated because it kept he kept like Not playing. He kept like playing with it. It was weird, right? Well, like he needed he needed twelve points one game. Oh yeah, you not about, his play. about yourself. I was like, about man, life. he just needed to get there. Like he was twelve points away, and he was six points away, and then Ole Miss is in town, and he needs six points to get there. Yeah, and he. Makes the layup and then he, you know, goes one of two at the line and he gets fouled, makes an and one. And he's at five and he just <laughs> needs the free throw to fall and then he misses the free throw and then he misses another free throw later on. I was just like, dang it, Nate. And then he didn't, I don't think, put up a shot the rest of that game. But I'm glad to see him right. finally get there. I'm sure he's glad to be over that threshold too. And Aesthetic. then three threes in the second half from Nate. Man, that team's just a lot different if he's making shots, isn't it? I feel like the team. And so let's go ahead full full fledged into Kentucky now. Kentucky, when you have contributions coming in from Nate, Keon, and Johnny, we can beat any team in the country. Those you've got to get some kind of contributions from those guys, you know. And the only other thing I have going forward is this team has to learn how to play without Ashton. I think it's my feeling, Ashton. He's I don't think he's seriously hurt. I think it's just a bruise more than anything, and Cal felt that, okay, we're up, what, 15 at this point? I think the biggest injury to be concerned about would be Nick Richards after he landed on that ball. Do you think that's a big deal? I don't don't think it is, but I think I'd be 
I don't know. I think, I like I said, in terms that. of seriousness, I feel like that one could potentially that's fair. hold him out longer than whatever Ashton had on his knee. That's fair. Yeah, because I felt personally that, that Ashton was fine. Because the way he got up when he was arguing the rep, with the ref about well, that. Well, he got bowled over on that oh, play. What the heck? I don't. I was kind of shocked to see nothing there. I 100% agree. But he got up quickly, so I don't think it was anything wrong with that. I think it was more Cal saying, okay, this game's in hand. Let's hold him out. Get feeling better. You got a head start on that. And the lead diminished. Yeah, well, thankfully they had that lead because if they hadn't, (laughs) who knows what happened. I said, you could tell, like, they turned the press on there at the end, LSU did. And And they struggled. We struggled to inbound the ball. Yeah, they couldn't figure it out. I think there were two turnovers Mm -hmm. (laughs) inside the arc on on the Tiger offensive ends in a row. Like, Um, Yeah, so I feel like the team going forward, they're going to have to figure out how to do without Ashton. And I, and I don't mean that in, like, ignoring, but I mean, like, you know, in a situation where he's either fouled out, if he's hurt, something. You have to be able to function without him. I know yeah. he's your best player. He's your leader on the court, off court, whatever. You've got to figure out a, a, an alternative plan if something goes wrong. Yeah, I, they really, like you said, you know, they got to figure out how to play without him. I don't know what... I don't know what exactly the deal is. And especially you talk about the fouling out thing. I think that's probably the biggest concern. Because yeah. you see him when he's trying to fight through ske- screens. Not schemes. I don't know what the heck that was. <laughs> fighting through screens. And I think he picks up a lot of fouls that way. And but, he, like, you can't a, you can't take the dog out of him, though, because he uses that so effectively when that, he's guarding that, people. That's his defensive, you know, uh, um, profile, I feel like. Oh, is yeah. that he is this, like you said, he's a dog in there. He will get after you and Get that! I mean, he is such a good, tenacious defensive oh, yeah. player, and that warrants some. He's going to get called for some fouls. That's yeah. just the way he plays. But you can't foul out of games. No, can't foul out. No, too. Like I said, too important. I think. I think. I don't know if I agree with you necessarily saying that he's the best player. I think Nick Richards might be the best. Ashton. Oh, I, Ashton sorry, may be the most. Ashton may be the. Player. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. I say Ashton may be the most important. I think Nick might be the best though. I, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think Ashton on the defensive end is the, oh, is the sure. key to things clicking. I think that's why it kind of hurt us in yeah. those uh, waning minutes. But you you mentioned Nick though, and um, what did you think about his performance on Tuesday? Six blocks, a lot of blocks there, right? Ooh. Ooh. Only six rebounds. I say that like it's not like a slouch performance, oh, obviously. Yeah. But you know, you you you've seen him be able to put up more than that. I think he was big in some key moments. Uh, the basket there on the assist from quickly with like 50 seconds left really needed that. You had the Tigers were making one. back, making a run back there. Uh, big, like I said, big basket. Uh, yeah, and, I, and um, <clears throat> I, I think again it comes down to those um, the guys coming off the bench. You you got to get some contributions from them coming forward because yeah. you know you can get by. And I, I know you said he had six blocks and like only six rebounds, but you know for Nick, you know. If he's going to give you 15 and 6, 15 and 7 each night, well, like fine. you're not going to complain about no. it. No. You just need some you need some output from those other guys as yeah. well. But if those other guys aren't providing, oh boy. And he only gives you 15 and 6, then you start 13 to worry a little six, bit. Then it's going to be even closer down the stretch than that was. Yeah, I Which I, you've usually I seen agree. him step up in those moments. What he have against in a few games he had 21 and 10, 21 and 11. Mm-hmm. So he's stepped up when the teams needed him for the most part. Yeah, he's he's been so well deserving, and to not be named on a lot of these major awards for the especially the, yeah they the, missed on that. How did you whiff on that? That's I'd, ridiculous. I don't know. Um, so it's that's we're not running things exactly. If we were talking earlier. If we could just run things, I we would. Me and we, Zach have the answers. Everybody, we would fix a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> I got full confidence in us. Exactly. All right. So anything else on LSU? I think they need to get a win here soon. LSU does. <laughs> They're kind of slipping a little bit too. Kentucky two games clear of everyone else in the SEC yeah. right now. Florida tied for second when they come here on Saturday. My Who'd goodness. have thunk? I, I wouldn't have thought that at all. All right, so speaking of Florida, when they come here Saturday, the most important thing, head and shoulders above everything else in this game, Dickie V is going to be in Lexington. Oh, baby. yes, sir. Dickie V is going to be in Lexington. I... <laughs> All of I, you people that out there that hate on Dick Vitale, there's something wrong with you. Dick. Yeah, don't you dare hate on Dickie V. He is Mr. College Basketball. I am the biggest It's going to be v awesome, fan. baby. Oh, my goodness. So I Bye. tweeted Dickie. This is such a sidebar. But I tweeted, uh, I quote tweeted Dickie V's tweet about being in Lexington on Saturday. And I wasn't expecting a response. I was like, yo, he's going to be here. Let's go, guys. 
and he responded to me, and I could not. I was stoked. Oh, I could tell. Even, like, I wasn't with you at the time, but on Twitter I could tell. I was like, oh, man, this guy's losing his mind right now. I was losing my mind. And then I replied to him again saying that, oh, I've got to get a picture with you. I've got to. And, again, I wouldn't expect I'm leeching off of that. thousand percent. hundred percent. A million percent. I've had, like, four people tell me the exact same thing. Like, dude, when you go get your picture with Dickie V, we're coming. He's going to have a crowd over there. It's going to be fantastic. Um, my my goal is for him to hold up like either his book or like a pamphlet or something that you know he carries around with him. I just want him to put me on his Instagram, to be quite honest. Oh with yeah, you. <laughs> but really will... promote you to big time. You're big time already, but uh, take know. you to another uh, level. I don't know about that. Send you to the stratosphere. <laughs> but I um I wasn't expecting another response from him, and he I wake up at like 1.30 in the middle of the night and look at my phone. I have a, I have a notification on Twitter. It's another reply from Dickie V, and I'm losing my mind again. I'm like the guy responded. Again. He has almost a million followers. On Twitter, I think it's anyway. It doesn't matter. He's got a lot of followers on Twitter. Yeah, a lot more than I got. Is this? Oh gosh, <laughs> he's got a lot more than I do too, Brayden. Um, but th- I'm so excited he's going to be in town. Um, when he's in town, I don't care if they moved him off the main broadcast crew, or whatever. When Dickie V's in town for a college basketball game, sorry SEC, but it just means more. Oh, <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Enjoyed that a lot. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited just to meet him there. And then, obviously, you know, the rivalry, yes. Kentucky and Florida there. So let's talk about the game. So yeah. Florida. Tangent well worth it, I think. Very well worth it. Um, Florida this year, what the crap? <laughs> you all were supposed to be so much better than this. Yet, like you said, they come into this matchup on Saturday. Tied? Second? Second in the conference? I mean. It's a three-way tie right now. I'm kind of like. I would not have thought it. I wouldn't have, you know. I really wouldn't have either. I think they were supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, they started off ranked number six in the nation. They were supposed to be the best team in Florida. I think the I mean, Seminoles have taken that crown. Unless honestly, there's anybody yeah. I'm forgetting about, but even the Seminoles are top ten. Wow, Miami ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would not have thought that. I mean, you look at it. It feels like they've had just an abysmal season. It really I mean, you, their overall record is 17-9. and nine. It's expectations. It's what, you have high expectations, when, and you're just When you average. get such a great grad transfer student – like Harry Blackshear Jr., you should be able to perform. And yeah, yeah. early on, man, it didn't look like it. Yeah, I guess, it, I mean, sometimes it does take a little bit to put it together, as yeah. we've seen, you know, in some of uh, the seasons here in Lexington, even over the past decade. But usually Kentucky's not losing games as they figure that out. No. Now, now that might be a strength of schedule thing. Right. Because uh, they play a lot of games that are up, but yeah. still. Do you, um, so Florida, like you said, they come in right now. It's a four-way tie second in the conference. Auburn, LSU, Florida, all nine and fork. Nine and four, not fork. What am I saying? Uh, nine three way. <laughs> and four. I think he's at three way at nine and four. There you go. There we go. Um, this has kind of the feeling down the stretch at the end of the SEC season. It has the feeling of kind of last year's team that we're going to get to the SEC tournament and Mike White's going to have this team, you know, go on this little spectacular run and get to the semis or something like that. And it's like, okay, he did it again. But do you think they make the, the, the tournament? I mean, 17-9 and nine this season, it's not like a usual 17-9. and nine. I've seen them near the bubble in a few brackets. I remember looking last week, and I think Jerry Palm at CBS Sports had them as one of the last four teams in. I'm looking at their losses right now, and really their losses overall aren't atrocious. We talked about okay. they lost to Florida State. I mean, they lost by double digits, but Florida State's a good team. It's a good team. At UConn's not that good of one. Well, no, but the, no. at, at Butler, Butler turned out to be a lot better yeah. than I think people were giving them credit for. Utah State's not a bad mid-major from the Mountain West no, out there made, with San Diego they, they State. Some, they were in the tournament last noise. year. Yeah, They were in the tournament last year, and I think they're also right now in that kind of last four-in territory. So it'll be kind of interesting to see if or how much weight's given to that head-to-head if it comes down to that or if it'll really be more of a – and I'm sorry, I was going to say the most important thing, I feel like, too, they blew out Auburn in Gainesville. No, they did blow I mean, out Auburn. They blew them out of the yeah. water. They also lost at Mizzou by 16. Missouri. Yeah, there's that, too. Tigers are, <laughs> well, I say Tigers, like there's not, you know, 17 million of them in the SEC, but there's Missouri throwing a wrench into things a little bit, aren't they? Then they yeah. had a three-game losing streak uh, to end January at LSU. Not a bad loss. Baylor, number one team in the country. Only one loss all season. Yeah. Not a bad loss. Versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State's another team there on the bubble. So mm-hmm. that's not bad. At Ole Miss, they lost by 17. I'm not going to uh, say that's good either. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of losses there. Not all of them are as bad as I at least initially thought. I felt like they lost more at the beginning of the year than they actually did. Yeah. But on a three-game winning streak right now, um, A&M, Vandy, and Arkansas, the teams they beat. So once again, not necessarily world beaters, but 
three three games in a row. Is three games in a row. I, I do. I, the more I do think about it, it feels like the beginning, of, the end of I should say of last season, where they just kind of go on this little run, and it's like, whoa, okay, Mike White can he can really coach. All right. I, yeah, I think he can get the job. And I think, like you said, you know, you bring in Kerry Blackshear, you kind of have to formulate your offense a little differently. There's gonna be so many shots that he takes that you just have to kind of figure it out. And I think I think ultimately they'll up get they'll end up getting in. They'll probably be in the nine or ten range if I had to guess. Think so. I think they could be dangerous as a ten. Oh yeah, I, they're definitely. I think uh, one of those um, teams that could throw a wrench in some stuff. Yeah, match them up with Duke. If they're a ten, they beat their seven. Oh. They're in. They're in the same little. Uh, I don't want to call it quadrant, but in the little portion there with Duke, little pod yeah. with Duke. That might, might might be something there. All right, so you all didn't get to hear that last segment because I just had what I thought was a very well articulated. Um, comment about, oh, wow, it looks like Florida uh, did make the tournament last year and they beat St. Bonaventure and they also they lost to Texas Tech. That was from the two seasons ago. Uh, I'm an idiot. Um, Brayden is, you've got, a, you've got the steel, you got a steel trap for a memory. They uh, did play Nevada. They beat Nevada, Nevada in the first round. And then lost to Michigan. Did you look this up? I did not, bro. That's a, look at that right there. You are ridiculous. Michigan went out and got smacked by Texas Tech. Texas Tech beat Gonzaga in the Michigan State, and then <laughs> Old Virginia knocked off the Red Raiders to bring my bracket. Who's your daddy? <laughs> bring home the title. Oh my! Goodness. That's the only reason I remember. So. <laughs> yeah, so y'all didn't get to hear that rant. I'm not going to put it in there because I really such <laughs> an idiot. Man, we were rolling too. We were. We well, really the, were. The look on your face was just like. Complete Pure disbelief, and you're like, "There's no chance." Kind of like that Stephen A. Smith, if I feel, uh, yeah, just yeah. the one who like his eyes wide, and he's kind of like looking around, like, "What?" Whoa! Whoa. So yeah, you're you had like a look on your face, like, "There's no way." Well, you're correct. There is no way that was from two seasons ago, and not last. Year. So, but the main thing they they made the tournament last year, and it kind of feels like they they're going to make the tournament this year too. Just the way things are going, and how they're kind of starting to get their legs under them. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, like I said, I was still kind of shocked. Uh, <laughs> you are so like I'm, rem- right I'm now. remembering it. Like I said, it was kind of like well, I don't want to say I wore a Mike Tyson punch because I'd be dead, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely that was a stunner. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I didn't remember that at first, but then once I you know memory got jogged a little bit, and I was like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in that same kind of role, I think. Like I said, you know, I kind of I don't know if we're going to keep this from the previous segment or not, but yeah. I'm going to say it again right go here ahead. and mention it anyway. Um, if they can get in that like nine or ten range, I think they'd be dangerous as a ten, especially if they get matched up in the same little pod with Duke. They oh, could cause yeah. some trouble. I think could they they can they can definitely get hot. Okay, so um, we'll we'll do the predictions here in a second. But Kentucky, do you think if we keep up? I feel like if we keep the performance up that we did against LSU and that kind of carries over, we'll be fine. They should win. I I I, I agree. Again, we'll get to our. Picks I don't know if they'll second. win in Gainesville. Depends you know, on I don't think how the so either. things shake out at the end. But they have been better on the road, so who knows? But I think True. I think they'll win with Dickie V in the house. Oh, BBN. Baby. BBN will be there rocking because oh, of that. So and, you know, the Cats two games clear in SEC, like I mentioned earlier. I think they'll bring yeah. it home. All right, so, and we talked about this earlier. We're going to throw this in here before we get to our picks and everything else. College basketball in general, Duke is broken, I think. <laughs> They've only lost four games, and we're saying I don't care. I don't care. Duke is broken. They always lose to NC State. I feel like. Why is it? I don't know. I guess that's what I meant in regards to. Is that that's fair? They're broken against NC State. Just I don't know what it is. I know Dennis Smith led them to led them to a win (laughs) at Cameron a few seasons ago. He was incredible in that game too. He was. I remember watching that, and I was like, "Dang, this guy can play." I just Uh, don't know what to make of. Because one night you're thinking, oh, my goodness, they look so good. They're beating all the teams. And then they go to OT against North Carolina, who is They had to fight back in that game, too. Yeah. In both in-state games on the road, they've been getting killed at points. I wonder how they're going to look at home against both those teams. Have they already played NC State at home this year? I don't believe so. I they might not so play either. them again. ACC's got a billion teams there. That's true. Um, but they definitely play, they definitely play Carolina again. Oh, yeah, they make sure that happens. Because yeah. um, yeah. it always delivers. But I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised about this game, though. And I think I was... No, I wasn't surprised when Krzyzewski uh, just did the complete blow-by <laughs> on the handshake. You saw the video, oh, right? Oh, gosh. It's incredible how, how every time... in the world... He beats these guys, and he wants to stand there and, like... Lecture them. Yeah. Le- like, lecture's not the right word. But like, lecture. He just, could teach a class, though, standing there shaking their hands. Yeah. Seems like they're there forever. And then 
he loses him, and he's like, I just need to leave now. Like, he's about to... Yeah. Like, a vessel in his head's about to pop or I something. Like, I don't it. even know. I mean, dude, I get it. Losing sucks. It does. But just get over it. Especially, it'd be one thing if, like, over some stuff that went against you, and at the end, you're, yeah. like, you're mad about it. That's stuff, not what happened when you lose... Duke? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's not what happens when you lose by 22. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think you said, you kind of mentioned being surprised. I don't know if I was surprised necessarily that NC State won. The margin, though, definitely had me I like, guess taking that's a what second I look. Yeah, the margin is what got me. NC State beating them? No, because they. I feel like those teams beat up on each other anyway. And I think this is really just. Um, uh, 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 I, it's kind of how the season in general in college basketball has been going. You know, yeah, it's just these games that teams you wouldn't think would win by these margins, they do, and it's just been going on all season long. But that's not the reason we were gonna. What we were gonna talk about? Talk about you know Duke NC State rivals. Kind of, you know, they're, they're rivals though. Yeah, Kentucky, Florida, rivals, yeah. kind of rivalries like this in college basketball. How do you what's your feeling on it? Because I don't feel like Kentucky, Florida, and Kentucky are the two main rivals in SEC basketball. There was a time when that used to be the case, no, mid 2000s when Florida oh, was, oh, yeah, Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford. So, what do you think? That was of, intense. What do you think of the state, Old Billy G? Oh, dude, well, they're gonna <laughs> rename the court in his honor. Do you know that? What? The f- oh, the court. I said Billy G, not Billy D. <laughs> you threw me there. I'm talking Oof. about Billy Gillespie. <laughs> Oof, yeah, we Rupp Arena is not getting renamed <laughs> for Billy G. No, um, but That's Billy. A second look of confusion I've worn, just like whew. I got nervous there. I was for on a another planet. Yeah, um, Billy D. Donovan. Yes, they Donovan, are renaming yeah. the court in Gainesville for him. Um, but yeah, I feel like that rivalry though is just kind of tapered off through the years. Yeah, I think because like you said, Florida's not as high up. In like seating lately, this year I feel like could have been like a rejuvenation of it if yeah. they had maintained their end of the bargain. But yeah, I, I agree. So we were talking about earlier how some of these teams and some of these conferences just don't make sense. West Virginia's further east than Kentucky, right? And we and got it's in the Big Twelve, and we got started when we were talking about you said some. That's just one example, right? We were talking about the Pac-12, and you're like, yeah, for who who was it we were talking about? Colorado, and you said. How are they even in the Pac-12? Yeah, why did they leave the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12? Why did Nebraska leave the Big 12 to go to the Big 10? Obviously, like, outside of just like, oh, money, obviously. You, yeah. You idiot. Like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> wow, like, money dictates everything. Sure. Like, if you're actually trying to be productive in sports, though, like, what the heck has Nebraska done since getting to the Big 10 in not anything? Really. Not really They might be winning volleyball stuff and not to, like, slouch on volleyball. Like, their <laughs> no, volleyball team's extremely good. Extremely. But, like, if you want to talk about, like, revenue or supposed to be revenue-producing sports – Basketball team hasn't done anything. Nope. The football team certainly hasn't done anything. Nope. They stole Wandale from Frankfurt, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about it, though. But if you could mandate, and again, I tried to get to this earlier. I got way sidetracked with the little thing. But if you, if the NCAA said, okay, we are coming over and we are reorganizing these teams into conferences that make sense, what team? Like, what, who would you shift around? Because we talked about earlier, Colorado – would have to go to the Big 12, right? I'd like to see the Big 12 go back to what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would take – you put Nebraska into – Nebraska and Colorado both go back okay. to the Big 12, I think. I think the Big 10 and ACC both have too many teams. The SEC, to an extent, I'd like to see, like, the teams – I want to see teams play each other twice a year. I feel like that's just – it brings such a, so much of the intensity back. It's honestly what I like about Big 12 basketball right now. They only have 10 – and so teams they have to in do it. it, yeah. So they have like each team plays each other twice. Eighteen conference games. Like, I'd love to get each uh, conference down to ten members. I don't know if that's realistic or not, but I think yeah. twelve would be an appropriate number. I I think it it, w- it would be. And Isn't so, that the reason they disbanded the Big East? I feel like, like well, I mean, they money had also sixteen was teams part two. Yeah, they had sixteen teams the one season. I would love for Kentucky to pick or Kentucky. The SEC to boot Mizzou and pick up Clemson. We talked about this earlier. That would never happen in a million years no, solely because all. of football. I know we're talking about basketball right now. That would never be happening because of football because they don't want to have they don't want to play in the SEC. No, the SC- ACC. Pardon me. ACC gives them like a free ride to the playoff, basically. Yeah. Unless somebody finally steps up there. <laughs> Miami, we are looking at you. Florida State. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. 
Freaking Virginia is trying to hold that mantle right now, and props to them for at least being ranked from the ACC. They're the Fair. only other one. Yeah, but you don't typically think of Virginia as like a football power. No, but th- th- yeah, I um, that'd uh, be fun though, wouldn't it? Football wise, I don't know if like <laughs> it might not be fun cool. for Kentucky uh, as much no, as they're improving. But like, that would be fun. Clemson playing Georgia, Clemson you'd, playing yeah, Bama, you'd put them in the Auburn. East, obviously. Oh yeah, they'd be in the East, but like playing Auburn, Alabama every oh, now and again. Oh, that'd be fun. A lot of. Even Dabo matching up with the Aggies against uh, Jimbo Fisher again, which we've seen that the past few years yeah. non-conference. But where would you put still on on the conference things? And will you, this be the last one? We'll wrap up with the conference thing. Where would you put West Virginia? They are such an oddity. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like the Big East was perfect for them when they used. Man, the Big Man. Do we just need to rebuild the Big, the Big East? East? Can we? Br- I know the Big East is still a thing, but like, <laughs> man, the old Big East. Whew. Can we have like yeah? For can we have the Big East and then the old Big East? Like the old Big East literally being oh, its own be conference. <laughs> like West Virginia, Louisville, Louisville there, Syracuse, Pitt. Uh, I feel like Louisville has started to mesh pretty well in the ACC. But yeah, it'd be kind fun of fun to see oh. them in the Big East. Cincinnati's yeah. not one of the top. I mean, uh, you could throw them in there. I feel. I think like. I don't want to say they're like consistently top twenty-five. Usually they're. You know, they're usually a tournament team. I think they've right. made the t- one of, like, six teams make the tournament each of the last nine years. So they're usually, like, up there at least, or, you know, somewhat decent. Uh, Notre Dame was fun in the Big East. Free, like, Again, UConn's going back to the Big East. Uh, I mean, look, look Georgetown. at Notre Dame all the way up there in Indiana, and they're part of the ACC, basketball-wise. At least they're in a conference for basketball. That football, they, I'm sorry. They just need to suck it up and go be in a conference for football. Now, they could help their case a lot. Yeah, Notre Dame fans want to keep complaining about, well, we don't get in the... Man, Toronto scored again. That's too rough. Um, that threw me off again. <laughs> but, I mean, th- yeah, they. Um, I-, I wish that would be the case. But, you know, again, it just goes back to, if we could be in charge of a lot of things, we could fix problems. Oh, we could figure it out. The conference realignment might take a little bit longer than some things. Yeah. But I got... Oh, I got... Complete faith in us. All we just need to do is rebuild the Big East. Oh, man. <laughs> all we need to do. Marquette? I would love that. Providence. Yeah, Providence. Oh, they're still in there, but I mean the old Big East the with all those teams. Big East. Oh, the old Big East. Requiem for the Big East, one of my favorite oh, 30 for 30s. Oh, so good. Of all time. So good. Oh, so man. good. So good. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Oh, man. Anything else with college basketball you want to highlight? The old Big East. <laughs> <laughs> in case we haven't gotten that point across, the old Big East. Just give a moment of silence so for the old fun. Big East. Oh, man. man. All right, so <laughs> that's so perfect. The old Big East. Um, let's wrap it up now with our picks for this weekend. Starting off with the SEC and the XFL, doing our picks for those two. Let me get my computer real quick. But SEC this weekend, um, Kentucky and Florida. We'll go ahead and pick that game. You want to start with it? Yeah, why not? Okay, okay. Um, Braden, what do you got? Kentucky and Florida. I'm picking the cats. Okay, back on the cat train. Should have stayed on the cat train. Should have stayed on the cat back train. Back there now. Hopefully they'll welcome me back with open arms. I think they will. Um, all right, so I will take Kentucky as well. Um, I will not hold that LSU <laughs> game against you. I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, I'll take Kentucky. Straight winners this week, people. At least for me. I don't know who he's picking yet, but I've <laughs> got to do better for you. Right at stone. These picks will. Be perfect. At least one of our picks will be perfect, maybe. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we both have Kentucky in that game. Also, Tennessee goes to Auburn. Auburn back home. Who do you have in that game? Okay. Well, I just want to fill some space right here to make sure we talk about Auburn for more than four seconds, unlike what we've done the last (laughs) two weeks. Are you still picking Auburn, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They might bite me right in the butt again. You don't want to blow by them. Well, they're okay. They're at home now. Yeah. Well, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. It's not a back-to-back. It's not a. It's not a road game. First off, and it's not a back-to-back. Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn solely because of my animosity for Tennessee. I and swear, home. if they lose again, we're going to have to play back just <laughs> oh, all of like all of our Auburn conversations. Be like, what the heck were we even thinking? But I don't know. I think they've got. I think they've got this one. All right, next game, Mizzou goes to Arkansas. You know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going <laughs> with. <laughs> you it. know where I'm going. Arkansas is a tough place to win at. Missouri, Missouri's kind of getting hot here a little bit. I, Missouri, uh, I feel like they um they they've had their turn. It's I want I want to pick Missouri so bad, but, but. I think I've got to pick Arkansas. You go to Arkansas, okay? I've, I want to pick Missouri <laughs> bad, but since I'm out, I'm giving out winners here. Okay, know, so Arkansas. we're both going. That's with, gonna bite me. We are we are three and zero right now, or I mean we are in uh, complete alignment oh, with our three and zero for picks. sure. Um, next game. State, or excuse me, uh, Texas A&M hosts Mississippi State. Oh, gosh. 
It's a battle of like maroon and white, isn't it? Like, I know. Okay, I'm gonna take state with this one. I like this game with state. I don't think state can afford to lose this game if they no. want to stay close to the bubble, and I think that'll motivate them. Yep. So, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Oh I'm boy, we are Bulldogs. we are really screwing ourselves right yeah, now. I really can are. feel it. I promised all of you this isn't planned either. Uh, it's not. I'm literally looking. like we we don't discuss picks before the games at all. Just you know, hopefully keep this lively. So. And I say lively, and Zach yawns like he's about <laughs> to go six feet under. Oh, my goodness. All right, next game. Vanderbilt hosts Georgia. <laughs> the game's at Memorial. Goodness. I know. I had the same feeling. Some of these, man. I don't. Whew. Give it's kind of like some of the games last week or on Tuesday. We were like, ooh, I don't know. You know, I'm going to go Tom Crane and Crane we trust. <sighs> I'm taking Georgia. Ooh. I, I don't feel. And I do not feel good about I that, I can't though. believe you even said that. I like Tom Crane. I don't mind him. Like I said, we talked about that before. Yeah. I just like, I mean, it feels weird to like hear I just, it. I don't know. Georgia just, I I never know with them. I feel like though, they're gonna get it done. I, I'm saying that I don't even feel. I, I don't. But I don't want to pick Vandy. I don't feel like there's. Any, <laughs> I don't want to pick Vandy. That's like a five year old that doesn't want to eat his broccoli at the table. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pick Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, oh man. I'm gonna go with Georgia reluctantly. Oh God, this is bad. I, I say that I don't have a feeling on it. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some people are talking about. Hey, I mean, if Georgia wins out, they might be able to make an interesting tournament case, just because people want to see Anthony Edwards. But yeah, they're not really that close to anything <laughs> right now. I'm just like, yeah. Some of these games, man, we got some good ones, and then we've got like. We've got games like that, like right. we talk about Georgia's thirteenth and Vanderbilt's fourteenth in conference. Like and then Missouri and Arkansas even are tenth and eleventh. All right, Alabama's ninth. Alabama and Ole Miss ninth and twelfth. All right, so we're both going with Georgia on that one. Yeah. Right? Okay. This next one, I think, will get division between you us. Think? Okay. Um, South Carolina versus LSU Hosts. at South Carolina. Ooh. I am gonna go with South Carolina. Yeah, you're not getting division. Are you serious? I'm rocking with the Gamecocks, dude. I have to. They're they're trying to make an interesting case. I was here. gonna say they're making a really interesting case, and I feel like even we with the loss this, on even with the loss earlier in the week. Yeah, we mentioned this uh, before. I feel like they are flying way under the radar. I know that the record is what seventeen and nine right now. I think it's sixteen and ten because they lost 10, okay. that game. Uh, we'll double check though. Check yeah, sixteen for me. and ten. Sixteen and ten. Steel trap, like you said. Yeah. Bang! Mm, you're great. Um. Yeah, I'll go with Carolina solely because it's at home. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm going to go with them. It's a home game. That's a hard place to win at. It is a hard place. Hard to place win to at. win at. Even though LSU might, LSU needs a win bad. I think I don't think it comes. Uh, and I think if they lose there. this game, I mean, it's a huge thing for for. Uh, this South is the Carolina. first of two back to backs for them too. They're at South Carolina Saturday, and then if I can do math, uh, Quickly. the 26th, so four days later. Is that a Wednesday? Wednesday they're at Florida. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay, it's Wednesday. All right, so we are right now in agreement all the way through. All the way through. I think I'm just going to have to pick that's against e- you on that's this either just That's to, either going to gonna be glorious or a straight disaster. Oh, boy. If it is, we're going to have a really sad Monday. <laughs> all right, final game on the schedule for this weekend. Um, Ole Miss hosting Alabama. Rebels. I'm big on Bama. Okay. Are you doing that just because I said Rebels? No, because okay. I believe in Nate Oates, and I think right. he's going to get it done. Riding the Oates train like you're riding the Muslim train. I, I, both trains. That's I like fair. Both trains. Okay. Um, like Joe Biden, the railroads, I, the railways. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. We don't get political, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> um, so wh- yeah, that was take... a that was a funny moment. Like I guess I told you, I was like, man, might be running for election in 1920. 1920. So. <laughs> um, why are you taking Ole Miss? Why, why do you like the Rebels? I know we kind of they've lost their last two. They were rolling there a little bit. Uh, Alabama, I think people have them on the bubble. I'm not necessarily sure that I see it. They're 14 and 12. Ole Miss is 13 and 13. Yeah, um, they're close to each other in conferences. I mentioned a minute or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss is at home, 10 and 4 at home. Bama's 3 and 6 on the road. That's fair. You can't Ole argue Miss? with that, but I will argue with it because I'm telling you, Nate Oates is going to get the job done. Okay. I don't know why. With freaking Alabama and Arkansas, I'm just like, yes, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever felt worse about picking a game than Georgia and Vandy. Like that was a brutal. They just declare the home team a winner. 
Like just, uh, I yeah. say, like I say, whichever. T- I mean, Vandy's at home, and I picked Georgia, but like. I feel like I don't feel, instead of I, instead of making fans pay to watch those games just when they're supposed to play at home, just chalk a win up for Georgia and then chalk one up for Vandy. I mean, you might as well, Oof. right? Gosh. All right, so those were our picks. I mean, I, oh my god, I'm tired. Jeez. It's not even that late, bro. It's not even right late. <laughs> I'm not tired yet. Shout out SVP. I was saying, I was thought you were gonna do that. All right, so those are our picks for this week um, for the SEC. Now, finally, last next to last thing, XFL games this weekend. I hope um, to tune in more to the XFL this weekend. Yes, we need you, you need to goal. do that. Um, I look to continue my um, streak of just destroying you in XFL games. You're not destroying me. You're up by one. Uh, d- don't because you're a homer with the DC. Don't yeah. let the facts get in the way. Um, That's fair. <laughs> week Especially three. as much as I like, kind of doused you earlier. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. I really that did. I really did. Um, week I feel three bad about it. In but the I won't XFL. after I get all these right. Please, can I? I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, week three in the XFL. First game on the schedule, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Tampa Bay is hosting Houston. It's going to be Houston, right? Houston's 2-0. Tampa Bay's 0-2. Yeah. Tampa's going 0-3. There's no way Houston <sighs> loses that game. I can't pick with Mark Trestman. So I will, say, picking I will say right now, there is no way Houston loses that game. There is no way. Okay, this if, is Zach's guarantee. Th- yeah, the little-known Zach's guarantee. I will cut this and send it to Old Takes Exposed. If not, Zach's guarantee, Ooh, okay. Houston will not lose to Tampa Bay. Okay. It's you got a right score now. for it? No, I'm Got a margin? Just, just, Houston, just that Houston won't lose? I respect it. Anyway, I was just curious how much I could milk out of you. 5 o'clock that same day on Saturday, you have Dallas traveling on the road to Seattle. That was a great atmosphere in Seattle this past weekend. Oh, I, a lot I of fun. Like I told you, really 12's good out. 12's out in force. Absolutely. All right. Close so, game, too. It was, yeah, it was. It was a good game, I thought. Uh, crap, the Maple Leafs are up 3-0. Man, you just keep getting sadder and Matt sadder Murray, as this goes the, along. The Matt Murray haters are going to be out in full force tonight, and I am not here for it. Okay. Um, so, in that game, I feel good about Seattle. I think the atmosphere of being at home, I liked Seattle in that game. Your take. Be a homer, please. Renegades are my squad. I want to rock with them. Old boy Landry went oh, out there and threw okay. for over 300 yards. It'd be tough to win at Seattle. I think it's tough to win at Seattle in just about anything, obviously. Yeah, I is. think the NBA needs to put another team out there, too. Could be a discussion for another day. I feel uh, like, well, I think that whenever they expand, they've said they're going to Seattle first, I think. Then maybe Louisville, too. Bring one to Louisville. Oh, that, you're right. That is <laughs> that is a discussion for That'd be fun, wouldn't it? For a day. Oh, that'd be great. All right, so I'm going Dallas. You're going down? I thought you said you were going to Seattle. Crap, I'm doing this. This is like my second time. See, no wonder you beat me in the XFL picks. You pick them both. No, you know what? I'm noticing a trend. It's when we pick the freaking dragons is when I get screwed up. Yeah, it is too. It is. I am picking the dragons. You're taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas. I'm riding with my guys. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) This is so bad for me. All right, Sunday, 3 o'clock. First game of the day. St. Louis is hosting the Guardians. Your pick. Uh, hmm. I don't feel like I have. I don't have a gut feeling either way. Me either. Right here. Uh, Battlehawks because they're at home. Why not? That's what I was going with too. We'll That's go Battlehawks okay. at home. See how and much home field advantage really means the XFL. Obviously, <laughs> meant a lot the first weekend. Yeah. Well, you know, meant a lot last weekend. Speaking of home field advantage, you know, if if it is that big of a deal, um, the next game, LA Wildcats are hosting the DC Defenders. Wildcats haven't done anything to impress me, though. Cardo Jones is no. out there killing it. Dude, I'm t- Cardell is really good. <sighs> he is, too. He's been dropping dimes. Yeah, he's looking good. Receivers. So I'm going with D.C. I'm going with D.C. I'm a homer. Yeah. You're going with D.C. Yeah, I don't think I'd say even a homer there. I think that's just a the common pick. Yeah, I think that's just using your brain. That's fair enough. All right, so those I'm trying are to do that more. Using my brain? Or I'm trying to use my brain more. I need to use my brain more, honestly. I don't think I can use your brain. I need to use my... Okay, I think it's the, you're confusing me on these picks. Is what, what? it is. Huh? You just keep, yeah, you keep saying things and confusing yeah, me. Yeah, I can't believe you even picked the Wildcats there. Don't, do, don't, don't you pull put that evil <laughs> on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Those were our picks for the XFL this weekend. We're gonna wrap up the show now. Braden's triple play. Braden, what do you have for us? Give us some winners this week. All right, y'all. Here's my triple play. It's all games on Saturday. All involving college basketball. No, I don't have numbers for you because I'm not that professional. And I can't find them on a website anywhere. That's no but problem. We're gonna open in the Big Ten. Michigan at Purdue. Purdue looks like 
a Final Four team every time they're at home. <laughs> We're going with the Boilermakers over the Wolverines. Okay. Number eight, Florida State at NC State. Not sure what the number is, but I think if Fair. it's anything bigger than seven, take the Seminoles. NC State's coming off the big win against Duke. I don't think they beat two top ten teams in a row, as good as they are at home. Seminoles by at least seven. All right, your last Making one. Making up Brady. numbers as we go. And then number 19, Marquette at Providence. <laughs> Wait, what? You did, We're what going with God. the Friars. Oh, my God. Providence is getting close to the bubble. They yeah. keep winning games. They're fourth in the Big East, actually, eight and six in conference, nine and six after Saturday, rolling with the Friars in an upset. Potentially, depending on the odds, is but Ed at least Cooley's, ranking wise, is Ed Cooley still the um, the head coach of Providence? Yes, sir. Love me some Ed Cooley. Love it. Remember when he ripped his pants and he put the oh the that was Powerade that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was the oh, greatest. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, so those are Brad- That's Braden's triple play for this. Friars weekend. over Golden Eagles. Who needs the numbers? Those are the winners, though. Go take oh yeah, it. oh yeah. I owed you all this week. So there you go. There you go. All right. Well, Brayden, that's the show. Um, again, this was fun. We got really off track this show. Fun, though. more off, little more off track. This one, just as big of an adventure though. But you know what? That's sports in general. Just this is our show. We can do whatever we want. Exactly. All right. Till next time, everybody. I'm Zach Everson. Braden Ramsey. Thank you for listening.